Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is May the 6th. Hot dog. It's Wednesday night, war time, and we got plenty of stuff to talk about. Two pretty big shows. Make sure you check it out. We did the List in Your Boy today, the premium wrestling news podcast out there in the world. Make sure you guys check that out. Of course, we got our post-Raw, post-Smackdown shows this week, uh, but there's a lot more going on, too. The Distraction from Jeremy Lambert and Joe Holbert. Make sure you all check those out. But this weekend, I'm going to have UFC coverage, a loaded UFC 249 show. And then I'm back here Sunday night with Jeff Hawkins. He is on the Lesnar schedule doing some Money in the Bank coverage with us as well. But if you guys are listening or watching here on YouTube.com slash Fightful, we got plenty of stuff to look forward to. I've got an interview with Dana Brooke dropping Thursday as well as Ulysses Diaz. They did that interview together. He is a boxer, an MMA fighter, bare knuckle fighter, jujitsu competitor, and of course she's talking money in the bank. But right now, if you're here right now, you might say, wow, I see three faces, but I only hear noise coming out of one of their faces. It's because we have Alex Palowski sitting silently, biding his time, waiting. Alex, how's it going? Uh, good. Wednesday is always the best day of the week. It is. Uh, damn sight better than Mondays and Fridays, which is what I talk about twice a week on uh, Sour Graphs yes. on Fightful Select. We also have Warren Hayes. You all can check him out on Fridays. Of course, he's got his own channel as well. Warren, how you doing? Well, I'm doing well, uh, and I agree with Alex. You know, the Wednesdays are a very good night as well. Except Thursdays are as well over on my own channel on YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes where I do my live show. <laughs> Terrible segue. But if you all are watching live as well, you can donate to Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. Now, a lot of times I'll see you guys say, Sean, you missed my Super Chat. Let me tell you, I never miss when people give us money. Never, ever. Uh, I answer those where they are applicable in the show. So if you ask about a certain segment, that's when I will uh, kind of cover your question. But let's ask, Warren, who'd you thought win tonight? Or who did you think won tonight, AEW or NXT? Oh, it's such a close call. AEW. I'm going to go with NXT. Alex, you're the tiebreaker. Um. I'm going to agree with uh, Warren. Hey! In- including all of the... <laughs> it was close. Because it was very close. It's Yeah, it was really close. Well, I'm just going to say, you all are wrong, and I know this because I am the <laughs> quiz champion again. I did Quizzlemania today for another three hours. <laughs> three hours of uh, quiz talk, and, and I emerged victorious again. Go check that out, the Parts Fun Known Page, we had uh, Steve from Steven Larson on there. Of course, Adam Blampede hosts. 
uh, and then a couple of wrestle talk jobbers that I just completely mopped the floor with. It was amazing. So I hope you guys checked that out and you enjoyed it. I'll be back there next week, but I won't be here next week, guys. There's UFC next week. You two will be here, but uh, Jeremy Lambert, our lead wrestling writer, host of the Distraction Podcast, will be joining us. Uh, make sure you guys follow him at Jeremy Lambert 88 But in the meantime, leave that thumbs up and subscribe. We're talking AEW, and again, like I picked NXT, but a great show. It kicked off with uh, Cody versus Joey Janela. Mm-hmm. Your thoughts? I thought I thought it was a really I thought it was a I thought it was a a, a a good match overall. Though you could you could see they were a little out of sync at some points. There were a couple of spots that didn't quite exactly land, but I thought it was a good I thought it was a good match to start off. Um, I, I, I like Joey Janela and I like him more and more oh, and too. I I like to see what he's able to do outside of a GCW environment where he's being hardcore. The guy can go, the guy can wrestle and I mes- mentioned it before and I'll mention it again tonight. He reminds me a lot of uh, WCW era Chris Jericho and his mannerisms, his expressions, the way he carries himself uh, and it's something that I can get behind and I think uh, you know, we know Janela so well from the indie circuit as being uh, a triple A AAA indie star. Uh, we know what he's capable of doing uh, when he starts to go crazy. I like that he's stretching his legs a little more in, in, in a more, you know, wrestling exclusive type environment instead of having always to resort to toys and, and, and the like. And I think he's going to flourish for it. Um, this was, this was, a, it was a, a strong match. Like I said, I, it went a bit like this, but it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It was. It was a fine. It was a fine match. Janela's hair is majestic. Good. It rem- God. It reminds me of mine, quite quite frankly. I mean, it it also reminds me a lot of Jericho, WCW era Jericho, and mm-hmm. I like this. You have Cody, who you know, Cody was in an un. Well, an enviable position, but an unenviable enviable position as well, because you know there was always. Really, the rap on his dad, booking yourself to be in the top spot and all that stuff. Cody is in that as well, but he's so freaking over. He's so freaking over that it's like, it's it's irresponsible not to. And I'm glad that that's been the route that things have went this year. Because you could tell that early on, a lot of those guys were trying to give wins where they really should not have been giving wins Mm -hmm. to people over them. Uh, and we're not seeing that as much now. Joey Janela ain't hurt a bit losing to Cody Rhodes. This is not a Liv Morgan Charlotte situation from Monday's Raw where you have somebody on the ascent, on the ascent. You think, are they finally going to break through? And Charlotte beats them, but it's competitive. But Charlotte, you know, brought them up. That ain't it. This was it. This was that situation. This was Cody making Janela look awesome. Uh, it, it it's a far cry from Charlotte and Liv, and it's also a far cry from Kenny Omega versus Allen Angels, and I liked it. Um, I thought Cody was just going to outright get a new finish, though. I'm surprised Crossroads finished it. Sure, me too. I was, but then again, you know, it's you know we've been talking about it. He wore him down, right? I mean, it's not just like it's not like an RKO which instantly will end a match regardless if you're starting it off or if you've been fighting for 19 minutes straight um you, you kind of feel like Cody has to work for his finishers over the past few weeks has to wear the his opponents down so i'm okay with it i like that it sort of came out of a it was a bit of a surprise uh application of it it was good uh, like i like i i like the story that they were telling um, that they were telling throughout the match as well. I, you know how Janela felt like this match was important, like it was a big match for him uh, at, because they they had a, some really good exchanges at first. Like I said, you know, fine match, nothing wrong with it. Big thank you to a lot of you who are already sending super chats. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Um, uh, Michael Morgan says I was going to send a super chat about Bible golf. But now I have to say that street fight was awesome. Loved AEW tonight. Excited to watch NXT tomorrow. Stay safe, guys. Thanks for the show. I can't wait to talk about the street fight. And the thing is, I usually tee it up or I lob it up for Warren to knock it out there because I got to keep my eye on both shows. There was an NXT championship match going on at the same time, and I couldn't take my eyes off the AEW screen. 
Same Amazing. Thing. I do the same thing. Uh, you know, I have I have both screens set up, and I was riveted to the main event. TJ or uh, Anakin JMT says, "All hail the Quizzlemania King." Could Warren beat you? I don't know. It's possible. I mean, no, no disrespect to anybody else on the roster, but I'd probably pick Jeremy or Warren if I had to pick like a teammate for that. I think it would would fit really well, but. You got to guess like people's nipples and stuff on that show. Like there's there's an incredible amount of luck that goes into this program. So uh. well, I'd just like to say that my knowledge of wrestler body parts is uh, rather high. Okay. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Well, you know, it's funny. Last week on the show, they showed Kane's nipples and I picked Luke Gallows. And I was like, damn, they casted that fake Kane perfectly then because they fooled me. They fooled me. TJ Ridgway said, I didn't miss JR on commentary. Hope you all are staying safe. I didn't either. Alex, how much of his commentary did you catch? Because following Jericho is a very high bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, no. Listen, like it, it, it's the same thing that's been happening on WWE. Like, JR and Jerry the King Lawler were the, the commentary team of, of, well, not my youth, but my younger days. And, um, and, and I, I don't feel like they, they're at the top of their game anymore. Like, you know, it's a, everybody gets to a point where that's, that the game has passed them by. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the case, the case with both of them. That doesn't mean they weren't all time greats in their era, but yeah, Ross has never done it really for me in the AW, uh, and, and King blessedly has been replaced. looks like by Samoa Joe, at least for the time being, which could not be a better upgrade. So I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I don't, I haven't, I did not miss Jim Ross. I'll tell you that. I did not miss him. I didn't like the idea that Jim Ross and Jake Roberts were even there. And I had some people say, oh, well, they're checked and tested before they go in. If they didn't want to be there, they wouldn't have to be. That's not the point. I want to be at a baseball game right now, <laughs> but I'm not. And I'm not in the high risk category. They are. It, we're two months into this thing. How can you be that daft about things? It's it's unreal, and I still see people saying stuff like that. I'm like, oh, my God, man. And if we're just going to touch on it for a second, you know, I appreciate – I think AEW is really doing the best PR job in this situation. You know, Tony Khan coming out and being very public about the fact that everyone was tested. No one came out positive. You know, we're not forcing – like, they're doing a very good job. But to be clear, in my case, and I'm not speaking for either Alex or Sean, though I'm pretty sure I know what their what their opinions are. In my case, uh, the best the best situation would be not to do it at all, not to have to bring the talent, the staff out into the arena and risk and risk them getting infected. Because even if everyone in the arena is okay, they're still outside of the arena that's going on, right? So they don't teleport I, into the arena from their house. Yeah, you know like I mean? if they had the series of tubes from Futurama, that'd be fantastic, right? But that's not the yeah. case. So good on AEW for being responsible in the situation that they've put themselves in. But I still believe that we could have gone a few weeks, few months without any wrestling. And you know what? We would have survived nonetheless. Big thank you to uh, James Gassman for the Super Chat. If you have a question that you want to ask James, uh, just put a bunch of stars with it, and then I'll be able to pick it out of the live chat. Uh, we have a bunch more, but we're going to move on to the next segment. We see a video package with Nyla Rose's run in AEW while also highlighting all of her potential challengers. Uh, that brings me to a super chat um, where it says, To be honest, Sean, I would have made the Casino Battle Royal for the AEW women's title with Nyla, Sheeta, Statlander, Baker, and Penelope. That way the women get a good showcase and Britt can get a sneaky win. Warren? Hikaru Shida is 7-1. There's, there's, I, that's yeah. it. That's the extent of my argument. Hikaru Shida is 7-1 and, and she is probably the most well-rounded and well-versed wrestler, female wrestler that they have on the roster right now. Boop. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, Britt Baker will become their champion, and she will be the centerpiece of their division, and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. It And the thing is, with the Nyla run, I can't really poo-poo that too much. Like, it's they, they ran into a rough situation there. But it's like when 
anybody wins that title, they're just absent. They're gone. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Of course, there were extenuating circumstances here around as opposed to the Rio situation, mm-hmm. which was a whole other uh, bag of crabs right there. But, uh, <laughs> y- you know, we're, Ni- Nyla Rose has improved dramatically since uh, since All Out last year. It's nuts how good she has become and how comfortable she's become cutting pro- cutting promos as well. Uh, I look forward to her work now as opposed to – I remember last year when I would cringe when she'd hit the ring because everything was completely off. And let, I'm going to let you talk about it a bit, but the squash mash was incredible. Yeah, people in the chat. Still their choice, Sean. Shut the fuck up with that. It, you think you think you're gonna be still be saying, "Oh, it's their choice." If one of them gets sick and dies, no, you're not. You're gonna be saying, "Oh man, that was a bad idea. They probably shouldn't have come." Yeah, mm-hmm. it ain't. I'm not walking you through how this stuff works. It's not difficult. Look it up, man. Frustrating, frustrating when people have no basic human empathy or regard for other people. I don't care if they want to be there. They shouldn't be there. Somebody needs to put their foot down and say, no, you know what? We have 72 announcers on the roster. Let's use one of them. Throwback27 says, I'm watching the best quarantine hair, Warren. The Honest Truth, Alex, and the King of Quizzlemania, Sean. Thank you very much, guys, for everything you do. Be safe, guys. Hey, thank you all for, for being here. I mean, we're not delivering your mail or saving lives or anything. We're just talking some shit on the internet, but we thank you all for uh, being here with us. Nyla Rose picked up a quick win. Now, we'll move past this pretty quickly, but Warren, I think the right people are improving, and the people who haven't improved for AEW have quietly just not been on the show. (laughs) You've noticed, too. Like I just said, Nyla has been – she's been – she's – there's something that clicked. There's just something that clicked. My God, her swanton, Sean, was so good. She released it so tight at the end. I thought it was going to be a disaster, but she just completely nailed it. It was dramatic, beautiful. Um, I. It's a shame because if she were wrestling more as champion, if we were in a regular circumstance, I we'd probably all be discovering a brand new Nyla Rose uh, and it would help be getting her over even more. Uh, I liked it. I like. I, it was a perfect squash match. Perfect, perfect. It was fantastic. MJF appears. He did a, a little green screen spot about how he's coming back and, and he's going to be a champion one day, and he will be. It does seem... Say, Go ahead. He did say... It, it makes me... You know, I find it funny that some people are claiming to be the next big thing even though they're in their 30s. Ooh. He starts off like... Like, that's fantastic. He's so good. It's perfect. He's fantastic. And then him and Sean Spears pat each other on the back for, for what they've done, which I think is, is, a, is a fine spot. I kind of wish everybody hated MJF, though, even the heels. I think that would add another dimension to that, that even the heels are like, that guy's an asshole. When you see these guys that cheat every week, and they're like, I don't want to talk to him because he's mm-hmm. an asshole. That mm-hmm. would really set him apart. I think uh, Tony Schiavone had interviewed him as well. MJF faces Jungle Jack Perry, Jungle Boy Jack Perry at Double or Nothing. I think that's a great matchup to add to that. We know MJF is going to win, Alex, but I think it's a fine matchup to add. Oh yeah, and it's also one of those one of those things. I believe that we will look back on in five years when those guys are five years better and have had you know umpteen matches against each other for titles and not for titles and like feuds and stuff. I mean, again, Jungle Boy, MJF, Sammy Guevara, Darby Allen, like the list goes on and on of all these amazing wrestlers that AEW has in their early to mid twenties. And what an amazing opportunity you have to like start their, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, a history between them young that you can then build on over the next decade. Plus James Gassman, super chat was, Settle a bet, please. Been watching for a long time. Have you guys ever met in person? I've never met any of 
these people in person. I met uh, Jeremy Lambert in person. I met Andrew Thompson and Jimmy. And I think that's it from Fightful. Carlos. I met Carlos, too. So there you go. Up next on Dynamite, John Moxley, Frankie Kazarian. I enjoyed what I saw this match. You knew John Moxley was going to win, Warren, and he did. Yeah, I liked it. I thought I thought this was a fun match. It was nice and it, it was a good brutal match. Uh, the uh, you know Kazarian ate it for the better part of the for for the better part of the first I'd say first third of of the match until. Uh, until John Moxley decided to jump off the uh, the the apron with a with a sledge, and he ate a super kick instead. When then the tights started to turn, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I thought Kazarian had you know he Kazarian pulled out some great offense. Um, you know, he got a slingshot DDT on him, then did a, uh, a German suplex, uh, and uh, that ended up uh, with um, into a lung blower, hit an unprettier. I, I liked the match. I thought it was strong. Of course, there was no question that Mox was going to win, but this was good. It was a good, good match. Afterwards, the Dark Order attacks John Moxley. Brody Lee looks to be the next challenger. Now, these guys faced several times in WWE, and I don't want Moxley to be the guy that defends the title against all these guys that were WWE mid-carders. Now, I get it. All these people also left. Because they were misused WWE mid-carders. So that's fine. But I feel like it could have used... I feel like we need a, a little bit of something else. Maybe something a little more fresh. I think maybe Brody Lee, on this kind of an introduction, he can't win the title. And he ain't winning the title. They, they haven't even had Moxley as champion in front of crowds yet. Like maybe one or two. What do you think about Brody Lee as, as the challenger, Warren? I'm okay with it short-term because it's like a two-, three-week program, but I don't need it long-term. No, I agree, and and that's what it's going to be, right? It's going to be a two-, three-week program because that's the main event of Double or Nothing. So, you know, if I'm a proponent of a, uh, of a uh, world heavyweight champion having extended runs, like Jericho had a pretty good run with the AEW championship, let's do the same with, with Mox. Uh, and until, until, quite frankly, until MJF is ready to take it off of him, um, I think that you could continue to feed him dudes that you know aren't going necessarily to, to take it off him so that Mox can have a nice extended run. But quite frankly, I really feel like the money is in MJF versus Mox at this point. Uh, if they keep building MJF like, like they are, uh, it's going. It's going to be a draw once people start sitting back into arenas, and I think that's what they're going for. You have to keep your you have to keep your title, your main title going. You have to keep your champion busy. Feed them guys. And on that aspect, I'm okay with it. But I agree, it has to be a short term thing. Evan Wright says, "Love Dark Order here. Made them seem important. Yeah, it did make him seem more important. But um, yeah." I, I'm okay with this for the short term, but definitely not the long term. Yeah, I like definitely. the idea. I like the idea of, you know, like there's one number that's a standout. I like like number 10 is like the standout of the putties, <laughs> the one who has a little more juice to yeah. him, you know, uh, especially especially if uh, Evil Uno and Stu Grayson are stuck in Canada. Um, might as well might as well use that to their advantage. I'm okay with it. Brandy Rhodes had a promo from, I think, a boardroom or some some type of setting, but she she ruled. She rocked that promo, I thought. She kind of went through a lot of the naysayers, and as a manager, as a mouthpiece, Brandy Rhodes is really great. Even as an outside manager, I thought she was an integral part of Cody Rhodes getting over. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we can we can talk about this before the Lance Archer match, actually. Because Brandy is out there with QT Marshall, and Lance Archer blows through him. Of course he did. What well, Britt Baker attacked Brandy. Mm-hmm. Lance Archer and Jake get a little bit of heat on her with the snake. I mean, we don't really have to break down the, the Lance Archer-QT Marshall match. Lance Archer crushed him, of course. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked everything about this. Lance beating up a buddy of Cody's. Britt Baker showing up, getting some heat on Brandy. This allows Jake and... Lance Archer to get heat. Did they say where Cody was? 
didn't they mention that it he needs a golf cart to get there? I felt that's what I heard. I but think it would have. I think if they were doing that, it would have been great to have him like run out when it was too late. Like yes, because it doesn't make sense that he. This it kind of reminds me like when, uh, um, like and when he was feuding with MJF and MJF would be talking crap about him, and he, he had just left from from a match. MJF yeah. comes out for his segment and he doesn't come out to do anything. Tony um, Tony apparently said he was in the shower, which uh, Tony, how do you know? It's kind of weird, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, but you, you don't know what kind, you don't know what kind of setup mm-hmm. Shivani has uh, has backstage. You just don't know. A um, couple of things. Uh, the I really liked the Brandy promo, and I was chatting with a couple of people online about this, and it my God, it underscores how much of a mess the Nightmare Collective was when you see Brandy in this role as a PR slash executive slash manager environment. And she's just nailing it. Mm-hmm. She's perfect. This was the role. This is, this is catering to her strengths. Absolutely. 100%. This is what she was. She should have been doing from the start. Never mind the, 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 the voodoo junk. Um, I love the angle because it intertwined. It set up something and it advanced something else. That's fantastic. Within two minutes, you now have a new feud, a new women's feud. Let's underscore that too. A new women's feud between uh, Baker and uh, and uh, and Brandy. And on the uh, on the plus side, it continued to advance the Cody Lance Archer stuff in an angle that made me uncomfortable. And it works because it's all part of Jake Roberts's mystique. To, to be this, uh, to get at you psychologically. I I was supposed to feel uncomfortable with what he was doing with the snake, flopping around Brandy like that. It I didn't feel good about it, and that's what made it work. And you know, I'm I'm pretty sure that everyone was a okay and approved the the angle going forward because, but Jake probably would have taken would not have taken liberties with the boss's wife. Uh, with a snake like he did if this wasn't, yeah. hadn't been all okayed first and foremost. But what I do love about it is that after after he placed uh, the python on... Uh, after he placed the python on Brandy Rose, he, as one tweet put it, put his snake on Brandy Rose, and those aren't the same things. <laughs> like, the way he mounted her in the missionary position, the tweet said, put his snake on her, and I'm like, phrasing, phrasing. That's... <laughs> You're like, there's a, there's a way to do that where it doesn't look sexual. I don't know if that was the intention or if it was accidental, but it was it added to it, to the uncomfortableness of it. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that was certainly a, um, yeah. <laughs> oh, Jake the Snake, man. Yep. Jason Check said, hi, SRS, AP, and Mr. Warren Hayes. Keep up the great work. Hey, by the way, guys, if you're getting hurt over me uh, calling out the it's their choice people you're not the only one that tweeted that don't don't feel too special about that uh, lots of people were saying that and i disagree with all of them as does dante who sent a massive super chat thank you he says not to be too much of a downer but tell all those it's their choice people to come hang out with me in the cemetery and i'll point out all the covid burials we've been doing of late take this more seriously you nerds yeah i don't take kindly to that because I've got a lot of, I don't want to say a lot, I've got several uh, people that I know that have been infected. I've got a couple of people that I know that have passed, including one that was very much a it's-my-choice person, and their family is very grief-stricken over that right now because they wished that he would have made a different choice, and he wasn't in the the age-risk area. He wasn't in, in that. I'm very passionate about this. I want people to be able to do stuff... I want to be at AEW events so I can hang out with you guys, so I can see you guys, so I can do cool stuff, but not at the risk of you dying, me dying, my grandma dying, none of that shit. Sorry if you're getting hurt over it. Tough shit. Eloquent says, did any of you peep Tony Khan on the recent podcast for uh, AEW Unrestricted? Talked about the COVID pivots they had to do. Anyway, AEW was great tonight. I haven't watched it yet. I had to do the revival 
I, I listened to the Revival podcast and had a slammed schedule. Did either of you check it out? Um, I, I, I've, I've mostly read reports out, uh, out of it, you know, and like I said, you know, the, the, of course there were pivots to be done. There were, there, there were things that had to be set up, but like I said at the start of the show, the best decision would have been not to hold any shows at all, honest, uh, honestly, it, as much as we like to be entertained and as much as we, all of us here, Fightful and myself, and we would have scrambled to find content, other things to do, we would have managed, we would have all managed without wrestling for a couple of months. Yep. Yep. Up next, it was the match. Jesus, man. Rob Wilkins says, I love that golf cart spot so much that tomorrow I want to go hit someone Hardy style. Cross and Scarlet's entrance. Wow. Uh, jumped, jumped on that one. And he says, also, very good on trivia. This match was so bonkers. And the highlight of it was crazy-ass Matt Hardy in a golf cart with Kenny Omega leaning out pointing at Sammy Guevara as he runs away to to run him down. Warren, you got to focus on this more than I did. Uh, please uh, share your thoughts, feelings, emotions. First and foremost, Chris Jericho versus Pineapple Pete is the people's main event. We're getting it next week, apparently. So that, that in and about itself is, is great because Pineapple Pete got a shot in at Jericho before the match even started. Um, where to start? I mean, everything started off very, very normally for a, for a wrestling match. Then Matt Hardy gets tossed to the back and comes back as a Hardy boy, Matt Hardy with the cargo pants and the, 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 the tight shirt. Uh, and I'm like, oh, okay. This is interesting. They fight in the ring. Matt does a ta- a ladder table spot, of course, because He's in Matt, he's in Hardy Boy's gear, and by God, he doesn't have to do that anymore. But there he is, there he is doing it nonetheless. And then it spills out during the commercial. It spills out into the concession, and that's where that's where the magic happens. And I I laughed out loud so many times because there were so there were the spots were so entertaining. When they started fighting around the the ice machine, the ice container, and uh, Matt tries to stuff Jericho in, but instead Jericho comes out with a big with a big bag of ice and just clocks him over the head with it. That was fantastic. Then of course stuffs Matt oh, Matt Hardy in it, and then later Matt Hardy comes out as Damascus. I like that. I I I, I dug the 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 transitions, the going through the necessary characters to win the match, get through the match at any extent. This was nuts. It was nuts. They even had a spot where Sammy Guevara committed uh, committed, uh, thievery because he tossed uh, Kenny Omega onto an ATM machine. The ATM machine produced money, and Guevara pocketed it. So (laughs) it it was just so good. And then the whole stuff with the cart... My God, they they run into Jericho and then they run into Sammy Guevara in a spot that is going to be reused in highlight. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Reels forever. forever. Because Matt Hardy has, the, has his broken face of glee, you know, ear to ear, the wind in his hair flopping about. Kenny Omega hanging on the outside, pointing at Sammy Guevara, who's looking back running. But my God, Guevara got creamed. He did. He sold the hell out of it. My God. Hardy ends up getting put through a table and uh, Les Sex Gods win. I love it. Oh, and, and, and Kenny Omega had to, he got up on the on, on a scissor lift and then lifted the scissor lift to get more hype for his moonsault. 
it was, it was bananas. It, it, was, it was so a, good. It was such a, a great combination of main event level talent, some mid card talent, hardcore wrestling, comedy wrestling, and a main event. I, I just I enjoyed the hell out of it. I really did. I couldn't take my eyes off of it. Uh, Harold, I will say go that ahead. The the Judas effect elbow remains the dumbest finisher in all of wrestling. Like it just doesn't. It never looks like it 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 works. And yeah. I, I loved Kenny's sell of it, but I don't I don't love that that was the thing that ended this match. I, all the things. I don't want to speak for Jericho. I don't want to speak for Jericho at all. Um, but. I imagine he doesn't want to take a bump on his finish anymore. Oh, sure. So he'll probably, oh, totally yeah. Uh, but uh, also on uh, our final super chat for AEW, Harold Romero says, 10 was recently on Dark with Mr. Brody Lee. Well, that was AEW Dynamite. We got NXT next. Joseph Farley says, I'm using my 1% or 1% of my stimulus check for the swear jar. I fucking thank you for that. Aaron Jay's fan says, I want to see Cross and Demon Balor go at it. Let's kick off with that. Karrion Cross, Scarlet Bordeaux. This is going to be one of those things where you either love it or hate it. But from what I'm seeing, about 95% of people love it. It was over the top and ridiculous and retro, but somehow futuristic. You see Scarlet Bordeaux, now just Scarlet, coming out with Karrion Cross. And if you want to find out how he got that name, hit our exclusives tab at Fightful. And they have this theme song that she's singing along to. And I think by the time there are crowds, the crowds will probably be singing along to it as well by then. Alex, uh, first impressions of the entrance. What did you think? Uh, Good and bad. I loved the smoke effect. The lighting was all great. I love her um, like coming around him and preceding him to the ring hated her lip syncing to that Evanescence knockoff. Hated it. Like, I don't, it it looked, it looked, it did not look good. Mm. Um, But everything else about it, like, was awesome. Like, I I love, for for, I also love that the the squash was over so fast that the fog hadn't dissipated yet by the time he was pinning the guy. Like, that fog being there for the duration of the match made it even more spooky. He's got such a great look and feel to him and everything. I love all that. And I, again, I think her, she adds so much to the whole aura of everything, but I really could have done without the lip syncing. That really like put me off and I tried to get over that. And it was, I kept going back to like, I really wish she hadn't been lip syncing. It felt like something like, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't work for me, but everything else super did. Yeah. That's the thing. I didn't quite like the lip syncing part of it. Uh, I sure like the Saito suplex as an ass whooping he put on Leon yeah. Ruff. Yeah. Leon Our Ruff's boy. gonna need to invest in a suit of armor. <laughs> like he, he got he got beat by Alistair Black twice and then Sheamus destroyed him. Oh he's lost on then, every show. He's lost on NXT oh. main event raw and SmackDown now. Yes. He's been but one of these days the poor poor man is not gonna get up. <laughs> but what what a the perfect choice, right? To have cross uh, get his first squash on because yeah. that boy yeah. sells his ass sells off. It is fantastic. Off. He's so good at it. Throwback and said, "Wow, Chris and or Cross and Scarlet's entrance was amazing. Reminded me of the movie Queen of the Damned. That's a good comparison." Yeah, he says, "Just hypnotizing." I thought it was just incredible. He says, "With Cross throwing or showing up now, who do you think they have lined up for him? Do you think Champa, Balor, or someone else would be the best fit?" Lee versus Gargano. Well, we'll get into that. But, jeez, uh, man, that was that was unbelievable. Who do you all think are our future feuds for him? Oh, Champa. You go. Ch- you go straight for the money, man. Yeah, Champa seems to be it. I, I, I don't. I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in seeing that. Certainly, he, he claimed him as his with that attack backstage. Um, like Carrion Car- Cross is not losing anytime soon. That's that, whole- that's how it should be. Is how it should be, um, uh, and there's a whole list of guys in NXT who can take losses and be fine, and there's a whole other list of guys who don't need to lose anytime soon either, and eventually Carry and Cross and those guys will meet. But for now, for the next couple of months, keep them far apart from each other. I don't need to see 
you know, matches booked where they have to have a distraction finish or, 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 you know, a, a, a DQ because they have to protect both guys. Like get Keller Cross in there with some good competition and let him beat people. Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in who they'll have. We know he's got Ciampa next, or Ciampa right now. I think I think it might even be Balor. I think they might be getting Balor ready for him as well sure. down the line, but but I guess we'll we'll see how that goes. Uh, we also get a super chat saying, that entrance, when was the last time a company put this kind of hype behind a couple? Not just uh, tonight, but the entire lead-up, maybe Cody and Brandy and Impact. Is there any that sticks out to you, Warren? Uh, hard to say <laughs> for a couple. Look, clearly they see this, they see Karrion Cross. It's going to take, sorry, it's going to take some time to get used. Just so Karrion Cross and Scarlett as stars, as mega stars. If you had any doubt how WWE perceives them, their entrance tonight should remove all doubt because uh, they are poised to be, superstars absolute superstars the line drive says i need carry and cross versus dexter loomis injected into my veins like yesterday after that debut and entrance these are two big time interesting characters that they have picked up over the last few weeks and i think they needed it i think there was starting to be some churn on nxt Mm -hmm. and you would see it in the north american title picture especially especially but uh, we kicked off this night with Johnny Gargano against Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, Gargano beats him, and he should have. But now, well, Alex, I got to see Dominic away from the, the North American title picture for a while. Wow. It was just uh, running in quicksand, and now he lost to Johnny. I got to see something else out of Dominic now. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's difficult because he, 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 he did what he was supposed to do. In this match, uh, he 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 threw Johnny all over the place. Johnny Johnny had resort to a whole lot of like leg kicks and chop blocks to get the big man down to his level. Um, that's the way those matches always go. I was interested to see uh, Johnny Gargano as a heel wrestling from underneath because um, that's always inter- intri- intriguing to me how you do that. Um, you know, Candice LeRae uh, coming out and being you know part of that in that whole distraction thing this was booked the way it needed to go and that's too bad because i feel like dominic get, then gets bumped down another level I, I agree he doesn't need to be wrestling keith lee anymore i was thinking maybe that's a guy unfortunately for dominic who gets fed to killer cross who 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 you know wins a few matches against the bronson reeds of the world type of thing uh and and then it then Challenges Karrion Cross to a match and doesn't fare well. Yeah, I'm going to tell you something they could do. I'm going to tell you a dom a, a heel Dominic Dijak on SmackDown would be very much appreciated yeah, he needs, he needs right now. Be different because oh my God, yeah. Hannah Moore says R.I.P. Rebel Heart. Oh, I'm I'm super into all heart no soul. That popped me. I I was like yes. Yes, that's some that's some evil Gargano stuff. I like that a lot. JJ Lee says, "You guys talking each show out makes me appreciate them even more, regardless of the winner. It's getting hard to flip between channels. Need NXT on Thursday. I, I wish. I mean, I wouldn't be doing a post show Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, and then every Saturday for UFC. But I'd I'd watch them for sure, and that's why we have." Warren focus on one show. Alan focus or Alex. <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> Alan. Alan focus on life If I was named Alan, <laughs> it wouldn't be so bad. It wouldn't no, be so bad for me. <laughs> Kristen Ashley says, if we talked about grime time yet, because we should talk about grime time. That was great. I thought, I thought he was awesome tonight. And yeah. let's go ahead. We can skip around and get to that. Sure. Cameron Grimes. Against, uh, I think it was Denzel Desjardins, right? Yep, yep. Denzel hits a bunch of suplexes, but then gets stomped. And Cameron gets on the mic and says he's more des- he's more deserving now, uh, or he deserves more than he's getting now, and brings up Finn Balor. And Finn Balor just comes out and slaps him. Or he, he says that he would slap 
Finn Balor. But then Finn Balor comes out and just beats him up. And right. I, I, I liked Grimes' reaction. He's like, don't touch me. Don't do that. And then he got yeah. his ass whipped. Um, well, Finn had just given that promo where he comes out and he's supposed to like say what happened, but he doesn't actually say what happened because he doesn't yeah. know who attacked him. But he's like, you know, if you it, it used to like if you want the push, you come after the top guy. Okay, all right, Finn, I love you. you, you Using the dirt sheet lingo, um, I I think this is interesting. This this Finn Balor is just this total badass. But I love that a um, we have Finn Balor in a full on. Who shot Mr. Burns program right now uh, where where who who knows who attacked him? I want him to like just systematically go through the roster and say, did, did you attack me? No? Okay. Um, I don't believe you. I'm going to beat it out of you. Like, you know, Roman Reigns did with Buddy Murphy that one time. You know, that kind of a thing. I, I think this is this really works for Finn Balor. Uh, Cameron Grimes talking a big game until Finn came out and got in his face was really good. Uh, reminded me a lot of people on Twitter who like to talk behind your back. But once they you get added, they go away. Um, this was all really, really great, and I'm really into a, a Finn Balor versus Cameron Grimes match because Gr- Grimes is great in the ring, and he's the one of those guys who can absolutely take a loss to Finn Balor, a clean loss, uh, and be fine because he he'll come back the next week and you know cave a dude's chest in. That's it. I love Grimes versus Balor. I think that is is I think it fits. Uh Warren, I'll give you your day in the sun here. Um I'm I am all here for Grime time. I hope it uh I hope we can uh we can deep uh, go even deeper on Grime time. I think there's start of a movement, you can feel it. It's a grassroots thing. I'm all for it, especially if Grime timers get to wear the hat. Yeah, of course that's something that uh something I'm looking forward to. There's money there. I can smell it. Smell the money, folks. We got a super chat saying Gargano's intro needs more classical music, but the visual was great. Gargano's being set up with a match uh, with Lee. Who do you think wins? I think Lee does. Uh, which he's another one that seems to be just running in place right now, even as champion. Probably because he's faced the same people nonstop. But Alex, what do you think? And then we got another super chat, Lee versus Gargano, who wins? I I I think that uh I think that Lee should win. I think maybe that's I mean that's I think maybe Lee doesn't drop the title until he gives it over to Karrion Cross. I think that might be a really interesting way, like Lee's impossible to beat, and then this guy comes out and and you know, it runs into this buzzsaw that's Karrion Cross. Um on the other hand, you could easily convince me that Johnny Gargano sneaks his way into a victory over over Keith Lee. I, I it's so different now because there's no there's no crowd. I don't think full sale over the past few months how much they love Keith Lee would allow them to book Keith Lee to lose. But in this case, I don't think it matters so much. So I, either way, I I love I love heel Gargano. Heel Gargano versus Keith Lee is is, is going to be a great great match. Either way you book it, I'm Probably gonna be okay with it. I would, I would, I would toss in there. Who's next for for Adam Cole after all of this? Keith Lee seems like a perfect choice to elevate. Get the yeah. strap off of him, put him into the world title picture. That's where he belongs. In, well, the world title, the NXT title picture. That's where he belongs anyway. If you ask me. Reminder: Donate a super chat any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. You can subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. Every week you get two. Alex Palowski Sour Graps Reviews. You get the Weekender Podcast. That's your your non-Raw, non-Smackdown, NXT, AEW stuff. It really expands to UK and 205 Live, Impact, ROH, BTE even. You got that. Every week I do a Q&A show. You can ask me just about anything. And every week I do the Backstage Report Podcast. If you're watching really any news videos on YouTube... A significant portion of those come from what you see on Fightful Select on Mondays in the backstage report. Throwback27 says, That beating was great between uh, Finn's promo to Grimes and the ass-handing. It was just great. He says, On the 100 donation, I meant Johnny needs something other than classical music to make his entrance pop. Maybe hard rock. What do you guys think? What do you think about his music, Alex? 
I mean, I didn't. I'd have to go back and listen to it again. I know it's not Rebel Heart anymore. I mean, yeah. That's that. Like that's that was so iconically Johnny's music because that was that was a, a a departure from when he was with DIY. He got this new music that really popped. It was so Johnny wrestling, and now it's different. And I honestly, I just I was just cackling to myself over all heart no soul that I didn't really notice what the music was playing underneath that awesome. Uh, um, uh, logo or whatever it was uh, so i'll have to do it again i don't know if hard rock necessarily his his deal but we'll see tournament match akira tozawa defeated jack gallagher my uh only note was jack gallagher looks like if ed sheeran decided to beat the shit out of people mm-hmm. uh, i was very proud of that tozawa goes to two and oh jack goes to zero and two i really think that they should have just held off having akira tozawa i don't know get crushed every monday Man, this 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 makes me incensed. Like he has a forever losing streak on Raw. He doesn't eleven even straight good. matches. He doesn't even look good in most of them. But he's two and zero in this cruiserweight interim tournament, which means what you are saying is the only reason he loses on Mondays is because he's small. Yep, and that's mm-hmm. lazy, stupid, and offensive. I mean, like just. What? Like you couldn't you couldn't have somebody else? You got, I mean, y'all, you got Leon Ruff. Have him lose all of those matches that that Akira's losing on Monday, or split it up between Ruff and Dejournet. If you're gonna have you're gonna have uh, Tozawa as a credible threat to win this tournament, that you are booking him on Wednesdays. You can't make him look like a total hapless jobber on Mondays. It doesn't square. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you. He ends up winning. He says he's got two more matches to go. Phantasma is next. Ah, that's going to be a good one. If it gets time, if it gets time. Zaya Lee, Chelsea Green. Chelsea Green uh, ends up getting the win when Aaliyah makes the distraction happen. Uh, sure, I guess. I mean, it, it makes sense because Aaliyah doesn't like Zaya Lee. You can run that back again, I guess. I don't. At this point, I just figured it was done. Yeah, I, I wonder if the Zaya Lee now is was only as a bridge to figure out a way to get Aaliyah into the Robert Stone brand. Because after she helped by getting the distraction, he offered a hand to her and helped her up. And it appears that now Aaliyah might be joining the Robert Stone brand. I didn't realize the Robert Stone brand, at this point anyway, is exclusively female. But like his whole... His whole Steez that he's got going on kind of suggests that kind of Svengali type of a of an of a douche sure. guy. So I think that could totally work for him. Charlotte successfully defended the NXT Women's Championship via DQ, which also begs the question: Why did Liv Morgan need to lose on Monday to set yep. up this? It was good yep. while it lasted. The line drive says, with this DQ finish, is this a sign that they aren't confident Charlotte can elevate the talent she's in the ring with despite her work rate? Why have Char- the Charlotte reign if you feel you have to protect people? I don't agree with that. I think Charlotte... People do not give Charlotte the credit she deserves. There's all this bullshit. She's Rick's daughter. She's Vince's favorite. She's a blonde. All right, well, she's real good, too. Yeah, she's very, very you, good. You know... Lacey Von Erich is a blonde daughter of the Von Erich family. She wasn't any good. She ain't wrestling anymore. There are plenty of daughters of famous wrestlers. They didn't make Brooke Hogan their champion. They didn't make her the champion. Charlotte's really good. I don't think there's any concerns about her in that regard. It's just they they don't ever put anybody on her level. Now, Charlotte ends up attacking EO with a kendo stick for the disqualification. Alex, let's talk about the match itself. What would you think? I I I think it was it was very good. It was it was what I expected it to be. Um except for, you know, they they went ahead and said Charlotte gets pissy and and hits her with a kendo stick, which is like the the one of the only ways she loses matches is by disqualification or to other horsewomen. Um and I I think that this was Maybe to be expected, like, like the whole like let's create a brand new challenger for the you know with this ladder match. Io Shirai won the ladder match. She's got Charlotte, mm-hmm. and was this it? 
I mean, this, this shouldn't this shouldn't count as her title shot. Char- Charlotte got herself disqualified on purpose. So I guess that's the whole thing is that now you had after that happens, Rhea Ripley runs in. It's the first time we've seen her since she lost to, to Charlotte. She attacks Charlotte. EO doesn't like that Rhea got involved. So now it looks like we're getting Rhea versus EO. Maybe my thing that I want is Charlotte versus Rhea versus EO and my own personal preference throw evil Candice LeRae in there as well in a quadru in a in a final four-way match that way you can protect Charlotte if you need her to be protected she doesn't have to be pinned to lose the NXT title and then she can go back to Raw and then I can get my NXT women's division back that I that I loved so much that didn't have Charlotte coming down from on high to say how much better she is than everybody down there as opposed to the amazing breadth of talent that we had that we felt was like all ready for that extra oomph and Charlotte being on top is like she's her own glass ceiling for everybody else below her. It just felt doesn't work for me right now. Rhea Ripley shows up, makes the save. I like, here's the thing. They're probably going to make her compete in a triple threat match, but she tapped out clean. Yeah. I don't think that that should happen. Like, what is... EO versus Rhea, I'd be fine with, I guess, but EO didn't lose her match. She nope. won the match, yep. so she shouldn't be punished either. It's it's the situation that I keep referencing. I keep referencing this. Macho Man Randy Savage wanted to win him in the ring, lose him in the ring. Jim Ross has said on his podcast, if you can't book a match and comfortably get out of it, because you think somebody isn't protected enough or you can't think they can't take a loss, don't book the fucking match. Absolutely. If EO isn't good enough to where she can be beat cleanly, don't book the match or build mm-hmm. her up more. What would it have hurt for Rhea And hopefully she does. But hopefully Rhea Ripley is told, oh, you'll get a title shot. And she goes, no, I want to earn it like everybody else has to earn it. And then she runs through a couple people, then she can get it. It takes two mm-hmm. weeks to do that. Two mm-hmm. weeks to do that. Yeah. Have her beat Denzel Desjardins or Leon Ruff. <laughs> they lose to everybody else. <laughs> if she does it on Monday, she can beat Akira Tozawa. Man. <sighs> Maria says that, uh, that Charlotte can't beat her again, and she and EO end up fighting. We see where it's going. Kushida defeats Jake Atlas. This was much shorter than I expected. Yeah. But Kushida winning is is the right move. He's now 2-0. Jake Atlas is 1-1. Your thoughts, Alex? Uh, Kushida is my pick still to win this. I, I, I thought they were going to book Phantasma as kind of a monster coming in on the other side for Kushida to go up against both guys being undefeated in their bracket. But as far as, I mean, I guess, I don't know. It looks like Tozawa is the guy they're be- booking currently as the undefeated guy in the other bracket. Tozawa versus uh, Kushido could be a lot of fun if they give it a lot of time. But that's not a straight-up obvious... Because, I mean, it's you're booking the matches. So you can put Kushida up against a, a guy that he should hate or that you'd root against. Tozawa isn't that guy, so it's a weird thing. I'm I'm all for that match. It could be a lot of fun. But um Kushida looking great against Jake Atlas isn't isn't a surprise. Jake Atlas is an is a novice at this. Um so Kushida, I guess, would have to lose to Drake Maverick, right? Um mm-hmm. to, to, to to take a loss in this tournament before the finals, which maybe, but it's just, it's all very odd to me. All this round robin thing I'm not used to in the way that WWE books their matches 50 50 ish. It's weird. Yeah. I, I'm with you. So we saw Matt Riddle, Timothy Thatcher. They're going to defend their tag team championship. Well, the, technically theirs. Like Matt Riddle walks around with both of the titles, but Timothy Thatcher is shown in the graphic with one of them. Just. Just let him be part of that trio yeah. and freebird the titles. Like that, Thatcher is so so he he works so well because he's a, he's the absolute full end of the spectrum from Matt Riddle and and Pete Dunn's in the middle. 
Like you can easily figure out. Dunn is a bridge between Thatcher and and Riddle. Dunn is the guy who said, "Hey Thatcher, get in there and defend the title for me." I think it's a perfect thing to make them like the weird, weird multinational white new day of NXT. It could I, be a lot of fun. I think Thatcher fits better than Dunn does even because Dunn. Yeah. It's hard to draw that personality out of Dunn. He's still got that that very monotone yeah. type of thing without personality behind it. And Thatcher almost has that gruff comic book style like delivery. Warren, I see you aching to say something. Yeah, no, I I I, I disagree with that that hot hot take. That's flaming, muted, blazing. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Okay, uh, the but because I. I actually find that that the the combination of Riddle and, and Dunn works best, and I disagree. In this situation, <clears throat> Pete Dunn's charisma is his is his uh, his uh, stone face. It's the fact that he stonewalls everything. We only have to remember the little film vignettes that they did a few few couple of months ago where where uh, Matt Riddle was saying all sorts of garbage and and he was the perfect perfect straight man it's like I'm not from London you know all that stuff he was amazing i feel they're trying to recapture that that magic with thatcher but this is where i think that Pete Dunne's charisma is a little more um it, it it's it's not as in your face as other guys it's a little more subtle and it works really well with um, with Riddle. It, it, it's okay what they're doing with Thatcher. Don't get me wrong, but I, I don't think he's a he's a replacement. Bring me bring me back the Broserweights at any given moment. Throwback, big thank you for another super chat. He says, when it comes to Charlotte, she should be judged on talent, not by name or look. That's the thing. I judge her based on talent, and I think she's a main event superstar talent. She's really really great. Ah, <sighs> Adam Cole defeated Velveteen Dream. Adam Cole has defended this title on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, WWE Pay-Per-View, NXT Pay-Per-View, and Evolve. His title reign continues to be the longest. This was his first title defense since February, Alex. What'd you think of it? Um, well, A, I, I loved uh, Dream's new look. The sparkly pants and the and the close cropped uh, or or at least braided hair I couldn't really see on my TV. Um, I thought it was all really really cool. Uh, the match was great. Um, Dream got to be the power guy, which is he's he's usually not necessarily like that much bigger than the guy he's working, but he usually definitely uh, seemed like he had uh, some strength advantage on Cole. Cole's phenomenal, man. He's just so so good at this. It does continue to be funny to me that he's the only one who does boom and he's the only one who says Adam Cole, baby, because nobody else is in the crowd. <laughs> it is kind of funny to see him do that. Um, the, 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 I don't know about funny, but it certainly popped the hell out of me was when <laughs> the rest of uh, UE decided to run in and Dexter Loomis crawled out from under the ring like the final Pokemon evolution of Hornswoggle. And I was like, I'm in on all of this. Like, that's so, so cool. Um, I didn't love that he accidentally cost Velveteen Dream the match because now I feel like they're going to do Dream versus Loomis, which is going to be excellent. But I thought Dream kind of got a raw deal out of out of the whole thing. Um, he, he was been built up for a long time. I feel like if you're actually going to do this feud in front of a full-sale crowd maybe dream actually becomes the champion but right now they're just keeping it on the guy who's held it forever and i'm okay with that too yeah i think right now they're probably not even considering putting a title on dream yep just yep. he he's had a busy time over the last several months is the, is the most simple way to put it well that was nxt of course, this weekend is WWE Money in the Bank. Myself and Denise made our predictions on Monday. Check that out. Check out my Dana Brooke interview. I've got an AJ Gray interview up from last week. Just incredible interview went up. Just a ton of stuff. And how about next week? John Moxley. 
Of course, you can get early access to all those at FightfulSelect.com. I want to thank you guys for joining us. Warren, tell the people where they can find you. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I do my recap show every Thursday night live at 9 p.m. So head on over, subscribe, come and join me. It's a good time. YouTube.com slash Mr. Warren Hayes. I'll also have a prediction show on Saturday morning, so that's fun too. Otherwise, come see me Friday again here after SmackDown. Woo! Alex, tell the people what's up. Uh, Sour Graps is up. I am up. Uh, last night I passed out on my couch at like 9.45 because oh, no. it's super tiring caring for a three-year-old terrorist. She is she is just it, destroying our house. It boggles so, my mind that she's three because I remember when you were like getting ready I, for her to be here. Yeah, it, it's just almost three and a half, like crazy. So I fell asleep and then I woke up at two in the morning and did sour graps last night. At two in the morning, because I owed the Fightful Faithful yes. a raw review podcast. And uh, I'll do another one uh, on Saturday uh, about SmackDown. That's what I was going to say. Hopefully not another raw review podcast. No, on Saturday. no, no. Well, we got plenty of stuff coming at you guys. Thank you all so much. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.